Welcome, and thanks for joining me, Keen Barclay, on Down the Tunnel. A team can only be as strong as its supporters group. In anticipation for the kickoff of the MLS season next weekend for Nashville Soccer Club, I thought it would be appropriate that in this episode, we talk about what it's like to be a part of a supporters group, the passion, the community, really everything that goes into being a part of a club supporter group. So today, we go down the tunnel with Steven Robinson. Steven Robinson, welcome to the show. Man, I'm so excited to be here. It's good to meet you. Good to talk to you. Uh, I've heard great things about your show, looking through the guests. And, you know, I'm glad that I'm one of the people that's now a part of it, man. Thank you for having me. I think it's going to be a a fun episode to have a a president of a supporters group on. So um, it'll be a different perspective from what we've had recently. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Let's talk about how soccer first came into your life and, and how you first got involved. Yeah. Uh, I, first of all, I'm a late bloomer. Uh, so when it came into soccer, so, you know, I kind of grew up in the uh, football, just, you know, soccer is for foot fairies kind of grown up stage of my dad. It was like, I started like playing it a little bit, but then it was like, no football, wrestling, basketball. <laughs> those are all men's sports. You play those. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I, I don't really know what I'm supposed to feel at the moment because I don't know. I'm 10 and I don't know what emotions are like. So, uh, you know, I kind of started following in those footsteps and really didn't think about soccer um, until, God, it was probably around 20, you know, 2011, 2012, um, where that competitive nature got into me, where a friend of mine was playing FIFA one day and was just like, hey, I and I know this is somewhat stereotypical of way of people getting into soccer. So I apologize that this part might be a little boring, but it was, Hey, guess what? Like I'm good at FIFA. I want to play you. I'm like, okay, sure. Like I'll pick the blue team. Cause I like blue. Cause I'm from Michigan. So I'll pick Chelsea. And he was Tottenham who was obviously the, you know, rivals in some way where he crushed me, just literally obliterated me in every single game. But I am a competitive person who will not stop where I learned everything about every player on Chelsea that year, where I figured out how to play FIFA. I, And at that moment is when I just became obsessed with the game. Um, just, uh, just obsessed. Like, I love it. And, like, I love the way it made you feel. I loved, you know, going, you know, listening to the fans and hearing how the fans interact compared to other sports. Uh, and just when you start to learn the game and learn, you know, the pace of it and understand what it's like, it's the most amazing thing. So that's when I started getting more involved with, uh, you know, Chelsea becoming a Chelsea fan. I'm sorry. I know you're going to give me some uh, shenanigans <laughs> because of that. Um, you know, really became involved with the uh, U.S. national team, uh, trying to, you know, get more in touch with the American Outlaws. I just really love the supporter side of the game. Um, and it's been nonstop ever since it's just, it's, I don't know the feeling that you get, you know, watching the game of soccer is just something that it's, 
it's just so refreshing and especially in sports nowadays it's almost like you know you you see what happened in march madness this year where it's like you get that feeling every single time you watch a game um and that's what i love about it and that's what that's what really brought me to you know become a soccer fan and where i'm at now it's you know it's crazy like all the people we talk about that moment when you knew that was it that mm-hmm. uh, and i've mentioned it before in in podcasts for me and it was uh, it was you know the the italy 90 world cup right was, that was when it w- was done for me so for you in 2011 you mi- you know you missed out on that 2010 world cup oh um, so much. and i wasn't <laughs> a big chelsea fan to and i missed like the 2012 drogba like you know the champions league when we won it i wasn't a big chelsea i didn't know what that meant like at the time when I'm like, Oh my God, I just sat there and ignored that. Like (laughs) the greatest thing to ever happen in Chelsea foot club, football history. And I'm like, Oh, it's not that big of a deal. And then I look back at it and I'm like, what is wrong with me? (laughs) Well now, like how big of a fan you are. It's like, you know, I was literally this week, I was talking to a friend of mine, like we got together for, and you know how it is now with getting together to watch world cup games for the 2010 world cup. Yeah. And how crazy that was like, we got together, I think the, the game when we played England and we tied. So I was in St. Louis for this game. So we were at Amsterdam Tavern, which is uh, yeah. all the all my St. Louis listeners, like the best soccer bar in St. Louis, hands down, is Amsterdam. I know and, Amsterdam, actually. So absolutely. <laughs> everybody knows that place. And and uh, my buddy Charlie, his dad has a sweet, ha- I should say had, past tense, had a sweet World Cup replica trophy. Oh my! God. And he brought it out to us at our table. I was like, "Look how sweet this is!" It's like nine o'clock. You know, the first game it just and he slammed it on the table and it broke. And then we gave him so much grief all day that he had to go back and tell his dad he just came out <laughs> and broke and broke his sweet World Cup trophy. And we ended up tying England that game on a Robert Green howler. Um, but anyway, it's so crazy to find that moment. So 2011, you found it. Yes. You found your love. You you fell in love with the game. Kind of talk about when you started to get involved in soccer because you kind of had some different involvement. Yeah, for sure. So I was uh, I'm from Michigan uh, originally. Um, now living in Nashville, Tennessee, obviously as part of the Roadies. Uh, but when uh, you know, kind of getting into the involvement in the game was kind of starting with the uh, American Outlaws and the U.S. Men's National Team, um, and really you know starting to understand you know, the support around it um, and just understanding, you know, what it feels like to be, you know, a part of a club. And I love the international team aspect, but I did want to find that local aspect, that local club aspect. And I'm sure you'll, we'll meet in person at some time and you'll, you'll realize my passion of if I love something, it's not something that I just love from afar. It is something I dive headfirst into and you're going to know my involvement in, any you know any shape of the way so um i found out um from a buddy of mine from the uh u.s side of things that hey guess what a team in ann arbor is looking to start up sweet what do they need help with well they need a supporters group well let's make that happen then done so uh we ended up starting uh the main street hooligans which was a supporters group um with you know six of us involved in a fourth tier npsl team uh which if any of your listeners know um anything about npsl our competition was detroit city fc which is a behemoth when it comes to uh 
uh, soccer in the U.S. and especially uh, competition of, hey, this is a you know supporters group that's bringing 500 people. We're bringing six. But yeah. it was one of the things that like fueled me where I'm like, okay, how do we get more people? How do we become them? How do we get into that competition? Um, but got married in uh, 2015, uh, and my wife and I were like, you know what? Michigan's not that great. Not that fun. Let's move somewhere. Uh, so, uh, you know, we moved uh, to Nashville, fell in love just visiting it like everybody else. Oh, my God, Broadway's amazing. It's it's not. Please go visit <laughs> somewhere else. Um, but we fell in love that way. And obviously, one of the things that we wanted to get into, uh, because she developed a love for it, um, of soccer, actually a soccer match with her is the first time I told her I loved her. And she'll remember the story. It was the 2013 Gold Cup. Um, final, I want to say. Uh, it was weird. It was like a 1-0, like Breck Shea scored the final goal. It was awkward. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Just because it was Breck Shea or what? <laughs> a little of both. A, that it's like it was the first soccer match that she's ever been to. And that's how she fell in love with the game. Her story might be more interesting than mine, so I apologize for underselling myself. But she's just <laughs> like, uh, it was halftime. I remember this. And there was nobody at the women's bathroom line. And she's just like, I love this sport now. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to soccer. You're going to be just fine. Anytime you want to, you're good. Anyways, uh, but so we kind of, we moved to Nashville and kind of got in touch with the roadies and what have you. Because that was, we knew what it was like to develop a, a, like just a community and a friendship around it. So we knew soccer was the best way to go about it. Uh, and that's when we got in touch with the roadies. And when we first did that, the first meeting that I went to, there was four of us. Um, and... I was just so excited by the fact that there was four of us by what this team was. Uh, and then just, I mean, the reason why that is such a big deal, just to look at where we're at now, uh, it, being in major league soccer, you know, still having that same reference to the old team. It's just something that means so much to me. Um, and it's just something I'm so excited to continue to be a part of. Well, yeah, let's talk about, you know, when, you, when you're getting together as, as the, the Nashville Roadies, which was the first, and now it's the largest supporters group for Nashville Soccer Club. But yes. when you guys got together, this was for a USL team, right? It was for NPSL, actually. Uh, so when the team started, uh, it was actually back in 2013. And I know... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug uh, my other podcast host uh, Clay Trainum, who's way better at history of of soccer in Nashville than me. He has a website called NashvilleSoccerArchives.org. If you ever want any history about anything Nashville soccer related, it's all there. It's actually kind of ridiculous. But um, in 2013 is when uh, Chris Jones, uh, you know, really wanted to start a club, and that's when Nashville Football Club started. Uh, and we didn't end up moving to Nashville until about 2016. So the club, we, you know, was there for a couple of years. Um, and then we kind of, you know, dove headfirst into it. And we, the Nashville played at Vanderbilt Stadium in front of, you know, 800 people at a time. They played in Nashville, in Vanderbilt's football stadium uh, with, you know, 800 people in it, which was, <laughs> it was amazing in a way, but also like, okay, how do we get the seats filled here to watch mm. soccer? How do we become so much, you know, a part of this? And uh, 
it was it was funny just because of the fact that I had a little bit of an understanding of, okay, this is I understood what it was like to develop a supporters group. I can help out in those regards. Hey, let's spread the name of who we are. Um, you know, it and that was the weird thing when it came to the supporters group in Nashville and the roadies specifically. It wasn't necessarily that the roadies didn't have the name or the ability to draw people in. It's just the town didn't know soccer as well. They didn't necessarily, it, it wasn't those, the Kansas cities, the Seattle's, the Portland's where you, the Atlanta's where they, if something was built, they would come uh, in, in a way of soccer. And that was one of the things that we had to have, that we've had to navigate since that time. Uh, we were MPSL until, um, uh, D&D Soccer, which was Marcus Whitney, uh, Chris Redditch, that ownership group, group came in uh, and wanted to build into a USL club, which was two of the best years of my life. Uh, and then, you know, John Ingram coming into the mix and, hey, let's build this into an, you know, an MLS squad, uh, which has been fantastic. And it's so amazing to see what the squad was as an 800 person, you know, team. Uh, in in Vanderbilt Stadium now, where it is, where we had fifty five thousand, I think, in our opening match uh, for MLS, it it's it's just so crazy to think about in that way. I'm I'm sure there's a ton of people right now gritting their teeth because now people can tell in the sound of your voice how excited you are about it. Yeah, to, to evolve from you know an MPSL into MLS in seven years. You know, there are people that are like, man, we've been waiting decades for something like this. And so for something to evolve so quickly in Nashville, it's I mean, it's almost like majestic to evolve that quick. So some of the challenges you're talking about in terms of establishing a powerful, you know, voiceful supporters group, that that, that's not an easy task to do from not having a team to an MPSL to MLS. Yeah, and, and, you know, there's so many examples of teams that have, like, kind of gone through that struggle. One that comes off the mind is one that just had their, um, you know, expansion taken away, which would have been Sacramento, uh, Sacramento Republic, where they were ready to go. They've been waiting, gosh, 15 years in the, you know, as long as they've been waiting for that time, and they finally got their MLS expansion, and then it's just been taken away because they just had an investor back out. And that's it's tough to look at and it's tough to see. And, you know, luckily, because that's because that's the other crazy thing about the Nashville. We didn't have the biggest fan base. We're not the biggest soccer town. We're just not. And I hope that we get to that standpoint, um, you know, as a fan base. But we're just not there yet. But if you look at the people that are involved and. Uh, and yeah, you can definitely tell by the tone of my voice about how excited I get by talking about it every single time. Um, and it's, I get so passionate and most people that you talk to love this team and want everybody to feel what they feel, um, and what they experience by being, being a part of this community. Um, you know, the, the team is very Nashville-esque and, uh, what I tell people about Nashville and what it's like, it's. It's, it's a big city, obviously, but it feels like a small community in a way where, you know, you have your tourists and all of that that stay in one spot. But a lot of I can walk down the street and know, you know, 10 people walking by, uh, you know, just because they are my neighbors, just who they are. And I live in the city and I love being able to do that. 
and I think it's very special for this town. Um, and I think some of that plays into what the soccer team is going to be like. The soccer community is really entangled here. Uh, and there's multiple supporters groups and we really entangle and that really is helping build, um, you know, something like you said that like seven years to build that group is not a ton of time. And the, a lot of teams have ex- experienced not having, you know, some of that growth and wanting it. So yeah, in some ways we're lucky, but in some ways we're working really hard to be that. So talk to me a little bit about what a game day, home game day looks like for a member of the supporters group for Nashville soccer. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, I mean, it's been unfortunate because we've had one of them uh, from a major league soccer standpoint, because the only match that we had at home was the home opener. Um Yeah, and which is, you know, it's crazy because we were, uh, obviously, that was one of the best days I've ever experienced and one of the most fun I've ever had. But then it was just like, okay, this is great, but we have some, you know, things to build on. There was somebody that put up a random giant tent in our tailgate area without warning us, so we had to navigate around that. Um, And I, you know, it was one of the things, and there's lessons learned obviously so it was like sweet let's develop that let's grow this even more Fifty five thousand is great but i think the reach is even more important than just having fifty five thousand in the stadium what is the impact of the team in the city all of that and what what can we do to bring more supporters in that are diehards like myself of trying to get in unfortunately um you know we didn't get that experience um but normally what it's like um you know on the in a tailgate with the back line, which would be the group, the collective supporters groups uh, is that we're all in kind of the same area, but you can kind of get a different flavor from each supporters group, which is absolutely amazing of, Hey, I'm going to go visit this group and go visit this group and uh, just have a blast. I mean, I, I understand that I've been to, I visited gosh, four MLS pregames just to get an idea of what it was like to be an MLS of, Hey, I want my group um, and my group specifically, but all the other groups to understand what it's like to be a part of major league soccer. So I actually took, I'm blessed in being able to travel for work uh, and have the ability to go visit some, you know, major league soccer matches. I went to Minnesota, I went to Seattle um, and got an experience of what it was like to be in those. But I will say that, it could just be because of the community, but I have not had m- the most fun I've ever had in a tailgate is in Nashville um, based on just the, the lovingness of the people, how they want to incorporate everybody and everything into what they do. We, we get it. We're a destination city. Like, and so in a way that makes us like, if there are people visiting and having a great time, it's, Hey, come hang out with us, come have the best time with us. Um And so when you do come to Nashville for a match day, you're going to experience uh, very welcoming people. You're going to be, when you first walk in, I guarantee you somebody's going to introduce themselves to you, um, you know, tell them what group they're a part of and what they can expect. Uh, You're going to expect, you're going to experience a great time. There's normally one thing that the roadies have done is just put a beer pool in the middle uh, it's just a kiddie pool in the middle with ice filled up uh, where you bring a six pack and you take whatever that's been our, that's been our jam for the past 
few years and it's been absolutely amazing. Um, and it's dumb how much it gets filled up and then how much it gets drained by <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, so, you know, you can experience that, you know, you can experience, um, you know, some songs going on, of course, beforehand. Uh, we we do a rugby song called Days of the Week. It's very popular in rugby fashion that we've kind of made into a soccer anthem for pregames. Um, you will have the most amazing time and that will absolutely get you ready uh, for an amazing match experience. Um, just being a part of that community and being a part of that group uh, will I mean, it's it's just completely changed how I, I love soccer from the beginning, and I always have. But it's just completely changed how much I love the game, being even more a part of it. And some of those some of those experiences that you're talking about, like the responsibility that you that you shoulder, you know, when people talk about their experiences in the MLS, you like the Timbers Army or sitting in the cauldron in in Kansas City, and like what like how powerful that's supposed right. to be and you know what we want to try to create in nashville to be like people are talking about what that experience is like in nashville and soon to be in their own stadium and you know what what you want to re- so what's part of your vision in terms of what you want to resonate with home people and then at the same time what do you want to resonate to the opposition? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I think I think there's probably two two of the best words that I can say to make it easy. Long story short, would be accessibility and transparency. Um, I think accessibility um, to the people around you uh, and just understanding you know what to expect because sometimes coming into a community like uh, a supporters group can be intimidating hey, there's a bunch of cliques and they already all know each other and they don't necessarily welcome any other, you know, people. And I know that's something that the roadies have experienced um, and something that, you know, I'm trying to definitely make better. Uh, and sometimes our group may not be for other people, but there are four other groups in Nashville. I would rather you join and be a part of another group than not be a part of a group at all. So if there's anything that I can help out with in those regards and just having the accessibility and even for away day, uh, you know, away day supporters as well. Uh, You know, the roadies are, have now become a big part of the ISC, the independent supporters council, which is the, uh, you know, council that kind of oversees the, all of the group in us uh, kind of the collective, Hey, we, you know, talk about stuff and we organize stuff. Uh, you know, we've become more part of that just because we we know what it's like in a way to, you know, feel on the outside of things, especially coming in as an expansion squad. Uh, you know, we want to be a part of everything and we want to help out as much as we can. Uh, and then transparency, because I think sometimes and definitely a lesson learned for me, uh, and especially, you know, being a part of Nashville is that sometimes people just want to know what's going on and get an understanding of like what you're going through. Uh, and, you know, something that I'm, I'm trying to be more honest about uh, is how much work goes into this and how much, you know, money goes into this, especially with, you know, how much money that I, personal money I've spent just randomly trying to get this stuff together. Uh, you know, just, right. you know, and just time that it it's, it's almost as much as a full-time job sometimes of navigating, 
especially in major league soccer, na- navigating league rules, trying to get tailgates set up when you do have tailgates, trying to make sure that everybody has the best time. Uh, and then in a way people are reaching out to you of like the random things, Hey, where can I pick up my scarf? <laughs> and it's like, oh, uh, man, I want right. to be so nice to you, but God, I have to organize drum practice and make sure all the chant leaders are good to go uh, and give everybody the best experience. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a, a lot. It, it is a lot to make sure that it is, you know, in the best way. And if you are transparent, um, you get the most help is I've learned where people are like, Oh, I understand what this takes now. I want to help. Uh, and that's something right. that I've learned a lot about, um, you know, kind of going through the ranks and kind of what it, you know, going from the beginning of, uh, you know, this sport is cool. How do I get more involved to, okay, I'm now the president of a, you know, the largest group in Nashville. Uh, I need all the help I can get. Let's make this group even bigger. Um, and I look forward to continuing that. Yeah, that was going to, that, that was going to bring me to my next question. Do you think there would be some value in uniting the sport supporters groups into one group to have a, a, a stronger voice and a, and a bigger group or, is that uh, yeah? So a, a little bit, a, some of that is being brought by the backline, uh, which was the the kind of collective um, that our mutual contact Brian Cordova, who's been on the show, who's a part of that in those regards, uh, has helped out kind of bring the uh, the groups together um, in that way. Uh, and then, in all honesty and transparency, that is exactly what we envisioned the roadies would be. Um, but unfortunately in before me, uh, unfortunately we failed in that, um, where we kind of came out as the, Hey, we're the big guys that know everything and know, um, you know, we know what we're doing. There's no other opinion in that way. We know what we're doing. Uh, and unfortunately that led to, you know, other groups being created instead of, instead of, uh, Hey, here's another chapter of the roadies that would be, you know, very beneficial for the city. Um, you know, Hey, here's another, here's another group in say Huntsville, Alabama that wants to start. Uh, in, yeah, it, it's like, honestly, it was hurtful for me to, in those regards. Uh, but now that there's this, uh, you know, supporters collective, what that brings all of these groups together, um, you know, that helps us communicate in a way, um, you know, the collective is something that is what we did want the roadies to be. Uh, and, you know, we're definitely early into this where I'm not going to sit here and act like everything's hunky dory. Cause it's not, the groups have different visions. There's different things that we want to do. Um, you know, specific, the roadies are one of the, you know, groups that we are the biggest. So we definitely get looked on. And we definitely are like, hey, like if something happens in Nashville, the roadies are looked at in that way. But the other groups are, you know, there's differences in those regards where we want to make sure that everybody is on an equal playing field, even though we are the biggest. Because no supporter uh, is different based on the group that they're in. Um, Just because you're a part of the smaller group, that doesn't mean your voice should not be heard. Uh, So having the back line, uh, you know, be a part of that. Um, and kind of develop that communication and almost be that conduit for conversations with the club 
uh, instead of just the roadies overstepping their bounds, um, has been very beneficial, I think, to this city and will continue to be uh, as we, you know, move forward and grow. I think that's a huge part. I think you've got a great mindset in terms of trying to unite all of the fans so that, you know, again, when you come to Nashville, there's there's one powerful mm-hmm. supporters group to create an unbelievable experience, not only for the fans, but for yeah. the players. And themselves. then even in that respect, uh, that aspect of being inclusive of everybody, of being, hey, if you want to be say you're you know an older more casual fan but still love the idea of being a part of a supporter group it, i mean there's a group called the eastern front that's you know specifically that where not all of them are in the supporter section but they still feel like supporters because they care that much about the team and they love talking about soccer awesome that maybe that's your group instead of the roadies who are the rowdy you know bunch of people in the supporter section just sitting there uh, I mean, standing, singing, I mean, you'll see me, uh, you know, yelling like a crazy person for 90 minutes. Not everybody is that. Um, <laughs> what about when you're at, at, at the game, too? <laughs> I mean, oh, gosh, don't even get me started when actually at the game. Uh, when I actually get to watch the game, too, it's a different story. The, thing, the one thing I love about Nissan is that they have an LED. So I lead all the chants and everything for uh, – so I run all the capos and all of that, and that's kind of – that's one of my things I've had trouble letting go of because I just love doing it. Uh, but Nissan actually has the LED board, so I can actually watch the game. It's very nice. Um, but uh, most of uh, my fr- most of my friends know how much I, I love to yell anyways. I mean, I'm sure you're sitting here listening to me like, no, this guy has no passion at all. There's no, like, he's he has no problem being raw or anything. There's no issue there. So, uh no, man, I, I, gosh, I just can't believe we're six, seven days away now from our first match again. It's been a year. I'm so excited. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Here's, here's a question for you, and you may not know, but I, I'm curious. Are we going to have a named section in our soccer-specific stadium, kind of like the Cauldron in Kansas City? Are we going to have a specific so area? So I think the name is going to be the back line. Um, I know that we've kind of had the supporters co- like this. It's kind of involved in the supporters collective, but I think, uh, it, I don't know. The name makes sense for just who we are. Um, first of all, just let's talk about Nashville at like actually of just having a very strong defensive unit, um, a very strong back line in a way, a very strong, you know, defensive coach where it just makes sense that we're kind of a part of it uh the music aspect plays into it as well um you know the back line of any sort of staging what have you is that there's you know always something there um i think the back line is the plan for all of it um i think we started building it uh i think it's going to make sense for us i i think we're early in where we're going to be but i think the back line is going to be uh, the cauldron it's going to be the emerald city supporters it's going to be uh that big name for every it's going to be the wonder wall it's going to be minnesota's wonder wall where there might be it's going to be 3252 there's going to be individual groups around it um but it's the collective unit of everybody screaming and being supportive of this club that really pan that really stands out uh we just got to get to that point uh, and I think, you know, having one more year outside of our new stadium, uh, 
you know, unfortunately, we didn't get to build that last year. So hopefully this year with more people in the stands, we do get to build that. Yeah, I think that'll be good. Here's my next question for you. So what what away days are circled for like, hey, these are big caravan trips. for Cincinnati is the worst. So that is my first absolutely circled trip, no matter what it is. Unfortunately, it is a Wednesday game, I think, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, Cincinnati has kind of been a, it, it's a weird rival for us because if you're not necessarily part of the USL days, it's hard to understand of what we had to go through um, with Cincinnati. Cincinnati was the group that oh, our team is going to be so much better than yours. We have so many more fans than you. Uh, how dare you? And they they have yet to beat us in regular season play. And even though they had more fans than us, you know, we had to deal with them. Wow. One of the supporters groups wrote an article about, wow, Cincinnati's bad, but Nashville's going to be the worst expansion team to ever exist. And, you know, we lost to the... MLS champions in playoffs our first year. So there's always that uh there's always that uh kind of grid of like, okay, you guys have won the wooden spoon two years in a row. That's cool. I'm glad you guys have more fans than us. That's fun. Uh so there's always that little uh you know bitterness, of course. Uh you know, Atlanta is always picked out as the the main rival for Nashville, especially if you're kind of outside looking in of like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, we have like a friendly, a weird friendly connection with Atlanta, uh, where it's like, hey, you know, we're we're okay. Like, obviously, on the pitch, we may not be, but you know, we're okay. We actually like each other's cities, and it's fun. Uh, but you know, we get to go to Atlanta twice. I'm excited about that. Um, for me, I have stocked up 250,000 Southwest miles in anticipation for traveling. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to everything. I'm going to any trip that I can take. Uh, our first road match is against Real Salt Lake. Um, I'm so excited to go to that. Uh, taking, if Canada is open, uh, taking the trip to Montreal. Oh, can't wait for that. Uh, you know, going to DC Stadium. Um, unfortunately, I really wish we were going to Austin this year, uh, which we won't be. Uh, when we play yeah. Columbus, Columbus's new stadium will be open. It'll be the second match that Columbus Columbus's stadium is open. Where so that's absolutely circled. Oh, it's wow. like let's go see their new stadium. It'll be great. Uh, you know we're at a weird time. You know it's 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 a little sad just because ours is not open until next year. Uh, but we get to tour some great new soccer specific stadiums that are opened up this year. Uh, Cincinnati even being one of them. Uh, so we get a lot of fun this year, and I'm just glad that we get to make the travel and make that experience happen. I can see this the St. Louis game, you know, when once they get because yep. they got delayed to next year, but I can see that that fifty five. Yeah, and uh, I love your St. Louis connection um, very much. I actually helped design um, the. I, I'm an audiovisual for a living. If it's a shock to you, supporters groups don't actually pay, um, so I have to have an actual job, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but I actually helped design the audiovisual for St. Louis St. Louis's new stadium. Um, and I'm just, man, the location, the people involved with that, it's in the logo and eh, the team name, 
what have you. Uh, but the actual, the actual <laughs> colors, like the St. Louis, I'm, I'm excited to make that trip. And I'm excited for that team to be something, especially with the soccer history that people don't understand St. Louis has. I cannot wait. You know, in between St. Louis and Cincinnati, like you're going to be able to have so much beer, man, so much beer. And I had, I had to go to Cincinnati. I've tried to avoid. Okay. So being from Michigan, I'm from Ann Arbor. So I am university of Michigan all the way through. So obviously everything Columbus and Ohio state, I hate with a passion. And then moving to Tennessee, it was, Oh, we also hate Ohio. Sweet. This is great. So I'm going to avoid liking anything Ohio. This is perfect. I, I, it doesn't exist. That's fine. Um, but somebody gave me an actual tour of Cincinnati. I'm like, God, there's a lot of good beer here. Gosh, I really like this. This is actually a ton of fun. Um, if any Nashville people are listening, I'm screwed and I, life is ruined so thank you but yeah st louis you know just all the, the you know having shofi out there and uh got one of the best cincinnati breweries i've had was street side um which is fantastic random brewery if you haven't been to it in cincinnati please go it's delicious uh and then you know we're gonna have the experience of going to charlotte which also has great beer um come to nashville yeah. you're gonna have some great breweries as well gosh yeah, I was gonna I was gonna save you there. It's like that was really yeah. the reason you moved to Nashville, right? Was I'm gonna say beers. yes, but it's tough just because Michigan also has delicious breweries. It's like having, you know, uh bells and founders and everything out there. It's I yeah, I mean, God, I just love beer. And I love that it's a part of soccer culture so much. So much. Yeah. We need. We just need to be able to to head to Wisconsin so we can oh, get some uh, God, new Glaris brewing. Now you're making me. I'm like looking at my lips over here. Like, uh, oh man. <laughs> Wrap this up. I mean, so yeah. Can, I mean, so going to Minnesota too. Um, that was one of the best. That was probably out of the places I visited the best MLS experience that I've had. Um, the groups there were amazing. The new stadium. Oh, is absolutely chef's kiss of a stadium. Um just the best experience i had uh i can't wait to make another trip there it's just so weird because last year we were supposed to be in the western conference for one year uh and i was excited to make those random west coast trips that we were never going to have um you know going to vancouver uh for an away day going to seattle for away day and now we're only going to get those like once every four years uh so it's a little sad but um you know, we'll we'll get it. We'll have the experience to make those trips. Nashville SC ain't going anywhere, so we're excited for that. Well, in, in uh, a week's time, we we open against oh, man. Uh, it's FC going to be Cincinnati. a blast having people in the stadium again. I'm vaccinated now, which is absolutely terrific. So I can actually go enjoy it uh, and not have to worry. Uh, the stadium has been so good with protocols when it comes to COVID. Um, Man, it's going to be it's going to be weird. Uh, first of all, it's going to be really weird to be in a stadium with people. Um, I got to make sure my voice is ready. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I don't know how long I'm going to make it <laughs> uh, with my voice because I don't remember the last time I've yelled that loud. Uh, I hope everybody can hear me. So I apologize if you can't. Man, but starting off with FC Cincinnati, 
one of the big things that we're looking forward to this year and a crazy thing that's kind of underlooked is the, how the open cup is set up this year. Uh, it's, I think it's the first three, the first three games develops it like decides if you're going into the open cup or not. And our first three games are Cincinnati, Montreal, and Miami. Not terrific history of, you know, actual good teams. So next year we could be having the conversation about National SC going to Costa Rica lay away for the CONCACAF Champions League. And if you want to get me excited and talk about that, I'll, I'll love to be back and talk to you about CONCACAF Champions League just going to Costa Rica away, which would be phenomenal. Oh, man. I mean – you can you can always wish, kind of like you can wish to catch Why? Up West Ham Why? as a Chelsea. I fan. thought we were gonna go this whole episode without you doing this. Why? Why do you gotta do this to me? Who why is Jesse Lingard doing this to me? Stop it. <laughs> uh, well listen, Steven, I appreciate you coming on the show. I had a, yeah. had a blast talking with yeah, you. Yeah, man, I love it. Uh you know, touch. if you're interested in Nashville soccer and are looking to learn more about the supporters groups, uh, you know, go look at the back line. Um, you know, there's each group has something different about them that makes them very interesting. And if you want to know more about them, go check them out. Uh, or if you have any other questions, you can, you know, find me somewhere. Just I'm on Twitter. Just you'll see me yelling somewhere. That's fine. I, I yell a lot. You'll find me. So no, man, I love talking to you. It was good to meet you. Uh, and I look forward to uh, listening to uh, more of the people you have on your show and you keeping stuff going for sure. And we've been speaking with Stephen Robinson, president of the Roadies, Nashville Soccer Club's largest and first supporters group. Thanks for listening to Down the Tunnel. I'm Keen Barclay. Join us again next time as we talk all things soccer. Send your comments and questions to downthetunnel at gmail.com.